When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of Padroni Uh, this episode I'm interviewing Andrew Stanley who is now in Australia at this very moment and uh, he's, a, he's a comedian who travels around a lot he's been all over the place I did gigs with him a couple of years ago I think it was a couple of years ago in maybe three years ago in uh, uh, well we did the Kansas City Irish Festival but we did gigs together in LA and San Francisco Chicago and uh, New York as well but he's a fellow who is constantly uh, all over the world uh, I think he's on an extended run in Australia at the minute so uh that's the interview. Uh, since the last podcast, what have I been up to? Oh, I'll tell you, mate. I was over in Amsterdam and uh, I did a gig in the Boom Chicago venue. Great gig, sold out. Uh, oh, excuse me. And um, standing ovation at the end. Ex- excuse me. And had a lovely uh, night there. Well, you know, I got really drunk, but it was good fun. I went out on uh, with a load of people who were... Um, on uh, at the gig and uh, I got a lift on the back of a bicycle of course of course you do it's Amsterdam bloody places covered in bicycles and uh, went to some awesome bloody great bars just bars where you drink beer and uh, no no smoking and uh, I uh, very drunk very drunk indeed uh, and left my phone. Of course I did. I was away uh, doing the gigs abroad, so of course I lost my phone and got it back. I mean, it's de rigueur now for me. I've lost my phone in Barcelona, Amsterdam, and Bangkok, and got it back. So there you go. And... Uh, then last weekend, just gone, I did the Laughter Lounge uh, three nights in a row. Really good. Saturday night was probably one of my best gigs uh, this year so far. And I've done ooh, I've done six gigs this year, maybe. So um, uh, then uh, today I was teaching some Norwegian young people comedy stand-up. I was actually doing that, and I've done that every year now. They come over. They're not the same people from the same college. These young 
Norwegians, some of them fresh out of school and uh, some of them in their mid-twenties. That'd be the eldest, probably 24, 25. And they uh, do the thing in Norway where I think the government pays for you to do one year of something that is more enjoyable as opposed to just going straight to college. So that could be working for a charity, I think, I believe, and or something like actually doing comedy for a whole year. I mean, it's so advanced, the Scandinavian countries. I mean, that is just... That's just amazing, really. And uh, the, so they come over from this particular college. They're coming over every year to Dublin to go and see stand-up and improv. And for the last four years, I think, maybe even five, I've been doing a class with them. And uh, they're just really, it's really invigorating to do it because they're quite young and um, without slagging them or in any way some of them are a little awkward and shy and odd and 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 the comedy or whatever they it's just great to see them come out of themselves and at the end of the day um at the end of how many hours five hours or something of a class they uh, all get up and do two minutes and uh and they're very um they give to each other. They they're very good to each other. They they help each other out, and, um, and I get all emotional at the end, you know, because I just go, oh my God, it's just amazing, you know, because you get to my age, you forget what it's like being that young, where you're, um, just finding your way. Oh, oh <laughs> so it's so, it's so amazing, um. I'd like to do more of it. I've never done it in to anyone else except Norwegians. I've only taught Norwegians. I don't like the idea of teaching stand-up. It's more um, teaching... It's more helping people to just get up and express themselves in a, in, in, in a safe environment. where. So they come out with just mad shit. And uh, I don't know if they're different, uh, if the Irish kids would be different I don't think they would actually I think they'd be just the same but they just need to be uh, encouraged and not judged so basically you know what I mean like I'm not a teacher I uh, uh, they can say they can talk about any shit because in general they will come out come out with uh, stuff that is to do with drugs and sex and all this malarkey but uh, so there's no um, on religion god religion got a bashing to be honest uh, from many of the Norwegians, uh, except one guy who was a Christian, and uh, he he bashed the uh, the atheists. Only right, only bloody right. So that was my day uh, so far, and uh, tonight then I'm doing the improv, and the uh, the, um, the the those students will be coming down to to, to uh, watch the improv along with some of my friends from the clowning class I did so tonight in the international bar the audience will be mostly made up of Norwegians and clowns it sounds amazing so uh, and uh, this uh, I, I, I'll put this uh, I'll let you go now and listen to this there's a lovely lovely uh, great chat with Andrew who I've done many gigs and that's great to uh, chat with him and compare uh, the, his his experience of 
the comedy scene from my older experience from slightly before him uh, and how things have changed over the years. Uh, I um, will be doing uh, some gigs in London next weekend, the 2nd and 3rd of February in the Backyard Comedy Club. I'm just doing a little set, so, you know, I'm not, don't, you know, whatever, you know. I won't be trying, I'm going to try new stuff, I think. A little bit of new stuff and some old stuff. And after that, I'll be doing... um, Gigs. Asha, look, I'll talk about it after the feckin' interview when I actually look at what gigs I'm doing and actually know what they are. Do you not think that'd be an idea? Do you not think I should prepare before I actually start telling you about what I'm doing? Yeah, I think so. Okay, here we go. Andrew Stanley. Hi Andrew, thanks for uh, dropping in. Anyway. No worries. And um, it's yeah, it's it kind of handy to get you because you're always you're always all over the world. Always traveling. I'll go. I will. You know, people always like, how do you get those gigs? And you're like, you just say yes to everything. That's what you do. <laughs> ah, there's more to it than that. Now, don't be um, doing yourself down there. Yourself oh, and Ian Coppinger, I'd say, are the most travelled Irish comedians I know of. Yeah, probably. I mean, mm. especially especially with Australia. When you're doing Australia so much. You kind of tend to try and get stuff on the way there as well. You know yeah. what I mean? So you end up doing like the Chinese gigs we did and things like that. You're always trying to get stop offs. <laughs> yeah. And then if I want to visit somewhere, I always think, let's try and get a gig. You know what I mean? It's yeah. very rare I do a holiday. <laughs> I'm just like, if I can find a gig in a place I want to go, then I do it. Yeah. I've done a bit of that. Like this year, I'm like next weekend, I'm going to Amsterdam and it's just one gig and I'm staying for the weekend. Yeah. You so, know, and a few weeks ago, or a month ago, before Christmas, I went to Barcelona. But, like, but um, I had two gigs, so, I mean... Yeah, Barcelona, I did that one the month before you, I think. The um, yeah, That's the one with, uh, with Zara. Zara, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She, did she have her baby yet? No. Uh, <laughs> when? Due very soon. Due, yeah, she was huge when, like, I was over there, and then she was yeah. still giving me lift to the gigs on, like, her moped and oh, everything. Yeah, yeah, she I was like, this is me crazy. Moped, yeah. <laughs> Fairly uh, well on, yeah. But, yeah, I just forgot about that. Could be very soon. I think she... Yeah, I think she was pretty close to it. Oh, she wants it to be... When is there a full moon? She wanted it to be when there was a full moon. It was last week. Last week. She wanted it to be last week, and I don't think it's there, because her, she's calling her child Luna. Oh, right. So, <laughs> not, you know, but she's going to do it even if there isn't a full moon. But I mean, she, yeah. But I she wanted it to be a full moon. She wanted it to be on the week of the full just moon. for the, you know, for the so that it would Circle make sense. Of life. Yeah. Like, yeah, will it make sense anyway, Luna? I mean, there's always a moon. <laughs> there is a moon. There will be a moon. <laughs> the moon is always there. But she probably would have liked a full moon. You know, she didn't even think. She didn't think about that well, when she thought of the name. We have to go onto Facebook and check. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll do that after this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I do travel a lot, and Ian, of course. Mm. I guess Ian has his girlfriend in Australia as well, so that's another reason for him to go back does, and forth. Yeah. I think we're just we're both doing. Um, I think we're doing Perth together. Uh, oh, are you? Next month, it's yeah. Ian yeah. Coppinger. Ian Coppinger, yeah. So yeah. I try. I leave on. Um, I leave January twenty seventh yeah. for three months, and I think he's over there as well. But I think with Ian as well, he travels with the improv so much as yeah. well. So it's like he is almost like two, it's almost like two separate careers. He mm. has in stand up. You know what I mean? He has his own stand up thing, and then he has yeah. the improv, which is. Pretty much full time, yeah. almost it seems. They're always gigging. They are, yeah. But also, you and Ian have uh, you're 
ability to improvise and uh, you compare a lot, don't you? Do you um, yeah, a lot? yeah. Not, I hope not, you're not insulting my. No, not at all. Not, not as much anymore. I don't. No, um, especially, okay, okay. especially because in the UK circuit, I'm not known as a host as much. Oh, okay. So over there, I'll, I'll usually be doing spots. All right. You know, okay. so that's a bit different. You know, it's kind of it takes. I think because they, they tend to have a lot of resident MCs in the UK, um, in most oh, of the venues. Right. Uh, like like Comedia has Stephen Grant, and then yeah. you know um, the Stand tends to use three or four comics, and that's oh, yeah. it to host. Gosh, so uh, so it's definitely more spots over there than but in if, Ireland. And I don't mean like this isn't. I don't know why I should apologise for saying <laughs> you're a, you're a compere because it's a great skill and there's very few people able to do it. Well, I see. It's um, yeah. I think I think people are starting to see compares as like probably the same level as the closer. I think that's the way it's becoming now from yeah. what I'm seeing in a lot of the clubs. Um, but yeah, it's kind of just being a host. It's just fun. Yeah, but it's it's. <laughs> It's difficult to get up and yeah and do the the get the audience warmed up and if no one does it, the first act is struggles. Yeah, I think you so. Know, particularly yeah. the the first act. Definitely. Yeah, I think unless they can like kind of rehost the room, I guess again, yeah. or or they they inevitably have to. I suppose if if it yeah. hasn't been hosted properly. I know yeah. there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of clubs in the UK that still don't use hosts. It's really weird, like uh, yeah. like Banana Cabaret and that where um, you like they they have a guy who runs it. And he just gets up and goes, and here's our first act, Joe. And that's it. Wow. It's so weird. Like, that's a weird dynamic. I don't Basically, if you're not able to talk to the audience, that's going to be a hard That's spot. a tough gig. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it and is. then, because it, it's like, it just, every section is just resetting. You know what I mean? Once there's a break, if there's mm-hmm. no host doing, I guess it's kind of. Because it is different here uh, in Europe. That's the, that's the style where you have breaks, two breaks on a night, maybe. Yeah. In America, there's no break, is there? And the host isn't a thing at all. In America, really. yeah. Was it? Remember, we noticed it over there. And you've, got, you've gone back a few times since. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it's the host is the newest act. Yeah. Because it's looked down on so totally, much. It's totally. so weird. And they only get to do a bit of material at the top, I think. And That's then it, after yeah. that, they're just saying, and that was, and now the next act is. Well, hasn't a lot of, um, aren't a lot of, uh, not a lot, but I've definitely heard of headliners in America now going on second last because yeah. all the bills get settled while the last act is on. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like all the checks get paid and everything. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of closers will go, oh, no, don't put me on at the end. So they go on, do 45, and then somebody else goes on at those 10 <laughs> while all the bills are being yeah. settled. Like, it's so just so the... strange. It's different. I guess it is different. The UK and Ireland is very similar. Australia is very similar to the, to the formats over yeah. here as well. Um, but yeah, I think, I think with the hosting thing, for me, it's always about creating something that's going to run through the night. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like each section, you're doing a little catch up kind of, which makes the whole room, I think, get together better. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, it makes the uh, everybody part of a group, and that's really yeah. good. And I like watching. I like to watch the hosts. So if there's any names being mentioned, or somebody's from Finland or whatever, blah blah, that I can bring that into my. Of act. course, yeah. I I, I try and watch all the shows I'm doing, no matter where I'm on in it, because of that exact reason. Yeah. And especially because I talk to the audience so much, even when I'm yeah. doing spots. If I haven't checked. It's just boring then if you're just going to the same people who've been Fine, talked to three yeah, times. What do, you do? What, what do you do? And someone else yeah. has already done that. What I've started doing, uh, if, mm. if for some reason I can't be there at the start of a show, mm. uh, what I've started doing is I take an audience member and I have them tell me. So if I start talking to somebody, I go, do we know this guy? And they go, yeah, that's uh, Stephen. He's from Tala. He lists off everything. All and then right. if he gets it wrong, I rip him apart. 
<laughs> like it's so <laughs> it's really aggressive that's good, that's good. I like it's it. a nice little it's just a like a nice little device to use um yeah. if i can't if i can't see the starters and sometimes even if i have seen the start i still do it just if i want to rip someone <laughs> yeah 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 no that's great uh audiences love that they love seeing one someone singled out and been ripped apart yeah well it's kind of i think <laughs> there's a guy called bart freebird and he said to me he was like the good thing about watching when he, when he watches me do it is mm. I'm really friendly to them. Like, it's really friendly. Yeah. And, they're, and I'm on their side and I'm like best mates. And then it flips so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I've never seen somebody scream in someone's face and the guy's laughing going, I, I am a prick. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, I, I'm very aware of how much I can get away with. <laughs> I think that's the, the key thing with the style I do. It's brilliant. Like, uh, crowd work uh, is not something you see. Uh, much on TV and maybe it doesn't work if when you watch it on TV but there yeah. is one there's one uh, special on uh, Netflix at the minute and it's a, it's I can't remember the guy's name is he's it Todd Barry's he's, no he's got a it's in a little club in New York okay he's got a beard and glasses and a baseball cap on and he does, the, does Ju- Judah Freelander yes yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. Ah, it's brilliant so I, I've never seen him do crowd work but he definitely strikes me as the type of person who'd be great at it he, he takes uh it's a lot of tourists, obviously, in yes. the audience. Yeah, it's yeah, New yeah. York, right? So he just goes through every country. Where are you from? And then he just rips apart that country. <laughs> See, that's a great thing to it's do. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's. I think it would only. I think crowd work on TV or on Netflix or whatever will only work in a small room. In like, a small room, yeah. yeah. If, in but a, this works, and it's the first time I've seen it on TV there, where you're looking at it, and go, "Wow, this really works." Yeah, because of course, I mean, uh, and he, could, he's could, got a kind of a shtick where he's saying America's better than all of these countries, but at the same time, what he's saying about America is how shit it is. Right. Okay. He's basically boasting how many people are killed every year. Right. Right. You right. Know, so just like better. ridiculous stats. Yeah. Yeah. That aren't actually positives. I think. Yeah. Because that's yeah. a that's a, isn't that a, that's a character he does, isn't it? Uh, it's R- called like the great the greatest man on earth or something like that. That's oh, his right. kind of okay. stage nickname or something like that. Um, I must look that yeah. up though because I think that's brilliant. I always feel that like Jason always seems to get like Jason short, Byrne. Jason Byrne. Yeah, because obviously he's. Crowd work supreme, you know absolutely. What I mean? Yeah, um, st- still to this day, some of the best live things I've ever seen are yeah. Jason live. But I think um, it doesn't work. It doesn't I, come it across doesn't well. on TV. And and I've brought this up. Maybe I think this I've brought it up loads of times. But uh, because loads of people uh, love Jason, and then some people have never seen him live. Go, nice, nah, you know. And I'm going, no, you got to see him live. Exactly. I think it's you know. it kind of. It didn't hinder his career. Obviously, that's not the right word, but it definitely mm. people definitely would judge him having seen him say on the Royal Variety performance and things like that. And you go, yeah. no, that's not that's not what it is. You need yeah. to be with Jason. You need to be there definitely yeah. in that moment. But I mean, if you can do that kind of crowd work to twelve hundred people when I saw him in Vicar Street, you're like, that's really special. I think that's a really because mm. it makes it seem like a small room. You know what I mean? Yeah, even, yeah. Even though it's. It's Vicar Street. You know what I mean? It's huge. Yeah. And he's still making it seem like, oh, this is a tiny little, like the comedy cellar or something like that, a little tiny room. It does. Yeah, he's brilliant that way. So when you started out in um, comedy, how far back are we going here now? Um, I am, let me see, 18 years? In 99? So who were your contemporaries? As in? Starting out. Who was starting out when you were starting out? So, Delamere. Yeah, Neil, Neil was with, Neil was in like a, a, a month of me, I think something like that. Right. Um, who else? Colin McDonald, Bernard oh. O'Shea, um, John yeah. Lynn, maybe. Right. But I think okay. he might have come after. I think he because he was acting definitely then. But it might have been after that. Uh, but mm. Carl Spain was probably 
two, three years before me. Right. Um, Jarlath Regan. All right, okay. Uh, Fred. They all Fred started. Cook, yeah. They all started in UCD. Um, oh, yeah. So they were all kind of, I think they were doing... Jarlath Regan and Fred Cook started in a club. They started a comedy club in UCD, was it? In, no, they, in I think the they were just doing open mics Oh, just there. open mics. Yeah, all right, yeah. Okay. and Simon O'Keefe and that. They were all around oh, okay. that time. Um, I, think they, I think they'd probably done like, um, they'd done open mics in, in UCD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they were just getting into it at the same time. Ruben did his open mic, did his open mic in the cellar the same night as me. Oh, really? Ruben, you know, if anyone doesn't know him, he, he's mime. He does mime. He's a mime, yeah. But. And so he was doing like, and see, so when, when I started, right, so I did the Tuesday in the Battle of the Axe, the mm-hmm. Wednesday in the cellar, and the Thursday in the lounge. Like I did the three gigs in, in one week. Your first three gigs? First three gigs. Really? I was, I was like... Here we go, straight in, right? Yeah. And because I was so naive back then, right? So I'd only seen, um, I'd been to the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah. And I'd seen, uh, the first show I saw was Danny Boy, uh, Matt King, Brendan Burns, and oh, Jenny Claire, maybe? Yeah. It was like a compilation show in Pleasance. Uh, so it was the first show I saw, mm. and I was like, I need to do stand-up, right? I need to try it. So I was asking everybody, yeah. I was like annoying everybody in my life to, yeah. to, to just go, well, am I funny? Do you think I'm funny? Could I do? Like, it's just really annoying. Yeah. But I was so naive, I thought you did a different set every time. Oh, did you? So so the Tuesday, <laughs> I did like seven minutes. Yeah. And I'm sure it was terrible, you know. Then the Wednesday in the cellar, did a different seven. And then the Thursday, wow. and it was only on the Thursday in the lounge, um, and I was on with Pat McDonald, mm. and he had been on the night before me in the cellar as well. Mm. And I saw him do the same set, and I was like, Wait a minute. <laughs> and I just died three nights in a row, like really badly. The first, the last one I drove was so bad that, um, do you remember Alan, the guy who used to be the show manager there? Alan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when I came off, he was standing there with a pint for me. And he was like, you need that. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so it was terrible. Right. Like it was terrible. And then it was kind of, then yeah, just did bits and pieces all around. Like kind of wherever you can really in Ireland. You know, there was. Yeah, so at the time, uh, there's the cellar. Back the cellar there. was there. There was a place uh, just opposite the cellar, or uh, the uh, bank bankers, bankers, bankers. I don't think that was there then. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think it started. I'm being very rude, eating a sweet while I'm talking. That's um, okay, yeah. yeah, I don't think that was there then. It was kind of the battle. The battle of the axe was the the new the open mic night, of course. Yeah. Um, the cellar was there. Uh, the inter was there. The weekends were there. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think they were. Oh, they were. It was just a Thursday then. That's what it was, yeah. There was only Thursday night. Oh, you're serious? It wasn't seven In the nights international a week bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just the Thursday. Because I, I, um, you ran. Well, there must have been the Wednesday as well. The Wednesday, that's what I mean. Sorry. The, yeah, the improv was there still. Then the Wednesday and the Thursday, and that was it. Yeah, because I started the Thursday. Yeah, you did the then, Mad Cow Comedy Club, yeah, right? And then I handed it over to Des Bishop, and he never handed it to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has to, right? No, no, he does. He handed it to Aiden. Well, to his brother Aiden. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in fairness, he made uh, success. Of made it, it a, a behemoth. It's huge yeah. now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Two shows yeah. Saturday. Yeah, it's packed in there all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so that was the only gig that there might have been. I think there was mm. like the odd gig in the IFI, things like that. You know, there was kind of those what little bits and pieces. One? I remember and the that lounge one. was the old lounge. So yeah, it was, the, the, cinema it, it was cinema seats. And, yeah, yeah. Um, the first the first gig carpet. I saw in there was I went in the week before to to watch it. You know, I went in to kind yeah. of uh, watch a gig just to see what it was like. And I'd never been in there before. And the um, who was on? It was Paddy Courtney hosting. Yeah. Um, John Moynes was first on. 
No way. John Moynes is first on. I've yeah. never seen somebody look at their watch so many times yeah. in 15 minutes. It was incredible. Um, John Moynes, someone else, I don't know who the middle act was, and Johnny Vegas. Really? Right? Wow. And it was amazing. Yeah. He, he went on and it was like all over the shop, of course. And then he um, he did the whole, I'm like staying here till everybody leaves. And really? A lot of people, yeah. lot of people left. <laughs> of yeah. course. Yeah, because it was just all over the place. Yeah, was, yeah, and I was yeah. going like, what is comedy? <laughs> this is mental yeah. to go from like John Moynes to that. So so mad, like yeah. such a mad lineup, you know. Uh, but that I was know like, I went to see. Uh, I think uh, John Henderson was the MC, and well, John did a lot of MCing back then, didn't yeah, he? In the lounge? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the headline, I think, was that guy. Oh, what's his name? He's from Birmingham, and he did. He does Veep and stuff. He's like really big now. I mean, he directs that thing. Um, you know that political satire drama comedy yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. The thick of it. The thick of it. Yeah, yeah. the skinny guy and that. The the the, ner- the nerdy guy. Nerdy the curly hair. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's on Mock the Week all the time. Yes, I or think. he has done Mock the Week. Yeah. Can't remember his name. And now I think he's directing the American. Oh really? Thing Veep. Is Veep is the American one. Yeah, yeah I think he directs it. Yeah, so he's he's done really well, but we can't remember his name. But. Um, Chris Addison. Yes, Chris Addison. There yes, you go. that's right. He was on. And I went to see. Uh, I'll tell you how I remember that. This is weird. Yeah. Is they still have all the posters in the uh, Pleasant Dome, uh, the Pleasant Courtyard venue. You know where they have that afternoon yeah. show during the French? In, in Edinburgh. And they still have the old posters all right. in the back one. And I remember his one. It's like a blue and white poster from his Fringe show. All right. From 95 or something like that. Yeah. When he won, I think he'd won Best Newcomer that year or something like that, a year before. Right, right, uh, right. But yeah, so yeah, he hasn't changed. It's so weird. He looks oh, the exact I same. Oh, no, yeah, he <laughs> has anything, He's getting younger. Oh, my God. Sickening, <laughs> sickening. But uh, he was on, um, uh, again, I looked at him on a Thursday and thought, this guy's crowd work is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and then I saw him on the Friday and went, oh, that's kind of similar. It's like almost... <laughs> He just looks at someone and he does the same. They seem to be the same people in the yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? He has the same reactions to to everything. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think that's and uh, when you're doing crowd work, I think that's one of the big things is <laughs> your your reaction <laughs> to something always has to be so over the top, you right? Know what, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of oh right, yeah. But I think what I'm saying about him is I think he would ask a question of the audience, but whatever the response was, he always had the same reply. Okay. I think it was kind of a contrived crowd work, right? I see as what opposed you mean. to okay. really listening to what they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think we crowd work or, or picking on people in the audience, but. I see what you mean. So he like so it's kind of doing that thing you know of uh, he knows says, the he knows the answer already. No matter what the answer is, he's gonna have a stock line ready to yeah, go. Yeah, or or he picks on like because most people can't see who's in the front row. Of course, or, yeah. so he's going. You're oh she did that, blah blah blah. But maybe no one in the audience did that at all. I remember I've ever seen a host do that before, and he was apparently he was he he. He hadn't played the club in a while, so he's a bit nervous. And so yeah. he walked out, and he was he did something like he was like anyway, blah, blah, and he's chatting about something. And then he goes, "And you, Baldy?" And the guy wasn't even bald. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, "That's amazing!" Yeah. I was like, "That's yeah, incredible!" And everybody just read, oh, "Hi, Baldy!" And I was yeah. like, "He's got hair." That yeah. makes no sense. That's <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, when you see, uh, that's kind of what you did. But um, but I did anyway. So then I got when I got a gig in because uh, I did the international lot. Yeah, with no microphone. Of course, and when yeah, I yeah. did my first gig in the Laughter Lounge, I found it really weird having this thing to, to hold. hold it. 
Because I was used to using both my hands and yeah, I think the international really helps with that. I think the international improves your performance. Like yeah. I think it improves the performance of any comic who plays there regularly. Um, yeah, and then it's weird. It is weird when you go and use a mic for the first well, time. You've just got one hand you can't use. Who is it? It's Michael and Michael Downey, isn't it? He like yeah. always holds a bottle. He does, right? Okay, as yeah. if it's like you know, a bottle of beer, as if because he's, he's like that's just how his, how his brain works. You know, yeah, he needs to be yeah. as if it's a gig. There's a few yeah. people who've done that in the international. They've brought in oh, something right, they can hold yeah. Yeah. Uh, as a substitute for a microphone. Yeah, because there's no the thing about comedy is there's no there's no teaching nobody tells you how to do things no you know what i mean when somebody goes oh that guy's mic works really bad it's like yeah but there's no class like somebody somebody obviously just hasn't told them it is really weird yeah because i hold the mic very near to yeah. my mouth and people and Colin like McDonald's Colin McDonald's really down here. Yeah, yeah it's bizarre and then the tech yeah. has to like amp up his sound yeah whereas i'm like i move my i move it around a bit yeah because i'll because i'll be shouting like a bit whatever but i'm always yeah. aware of not being right in on it. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you hold it right up. Um, Me too, yeah. Column's way down. Kaleri is all over the place. John Kaleri. It's, it's oh, proper yeah. movement. Yeah. Like, but he's so physical. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, but, but it's... It's, it's a funny thing. Like, I did... I remember when I did a lot of gigs then with Pat Short for years and I was doing, you know, good with a good sound system. And then I did the International and I've realised when I was on stage, a lot of my set had become... Uh, up and then subtle and stuff and was using the mic and using yeah. the mic for sounds yeah, yeah, and yeah. for impression like I couldn't do Lou Reed I was doing uh, is a very kind of he's just talking like that you know you can't do that in the international, in the international yeah yeah it's just you gotta be straight in on a mic yeah you've got it because that's a, like, it is that thing of yeah. you know using the tools that you have I suppose mm. in stand up yeah it's, it's it is it's, it is bizarre to me when I see people who who have terrible mic technique though yeah. Like that's because it wouldn't. It's not going to be offensive if somebody takes them aside and goes, "Listen, just." But it, you, they've gotten so far that you'd, it'd be weird if a comic did it. Yeah, no, it's it's suppose, but it is weird to 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 not to be fucking up your own gig by just no one can hear you properly. Well, what it's I find just, what I find funny in, in Ireland, the Irish circuit compared to like other places in the world, is that it's so laid back. You know what I mean? Everything mm. is so laid back in the Irish circuit. Like, there's no. Uh, there's no reminders the week of the gig that you're on that week. You oh, know what right. I mean? There's nothing like that. Whereas, yeah, yeah. like, in the UK or in Australia, you get a mail, like, a week beforehand going, just checking you're all good. You know, you get these right, things yeah. and you're like, why is this not happening? <laughs> like, it's so laid back and chilled out. Oh. Even the lounge, even the laughter lounge, is like a yeah. proper business, proper venue, run, yeah. run well, like, run for years. Still not well, you know. It's kind of people. It's like you just go, ah, oh, they'll, they'll be there, you know. Yeah, they'll, they'll get there. <laughs> that is true, actually. It's so strange. It's just really I, weird I, to me. It's funny that did happen. I, I was uh, uh, booked to do a gig, obviously months and months and months ago, in uh, a pub on a Sunday night <laughs> somewhere down near Ross Gray, I think, or somewhere like that, and. Um, I'd just forgotten about it. I don't know why it wasn't in the diary. It might have been one of those things where uh, someone rang and said, are you free that night? And I went, yeah, I'm free, yeah. but never got confirmed. You know right. that, that yeah. thing? So you go, yeah. well, I'm not putting it in until it's confirmed, but no one. But then on the day, like the guy rings me and he's going, jeez, a good job. Because I was going, what? I'm on tonight. On Sunday night, you never expect to be doing a gig. Yeah. I don't, right? Yeah. And uh, he said, jeez, a good job I rang you because uh, uh, David McSavage, uh, I rang him. 
at half nine and uh, he ha- he had forgotten completely about it. I was like, half if nine. it already happened once that someone forgotten about it, you think you might fucking ring? Half nine. I know, yeah. Oh yeah. My the place God. was stuffed and everything. Oh my God. <laughs> what did he do? He had to tell everyone it wasn't on, like, you know. How many people were there for yours? Ah, uh, uh, there, was, there was plenty there. Okay. Yeah, there was plenty there. I was one of those mad gigs. Well, my favorite, that's like, it always, mm. uh, anytime there's like diary stories, it always reminds me of PJ Gallagher ringing me years ago and he's ringing me, he goes, oh, did you, did you book me for a gig on on Wednesday the, the 18th? And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, damn it. And I was like, what's wrong? He just goes, I've just got written gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I've had written. that. Well, yeah. Well, no cool. venue, no booker, <laughs> just gig. I know. Yeah. I've had that in the phone. Yeah. That kind of thing. Where I'm going, what could happen? <laughs> I just imagine uh, people somewhere in Ireland. Well, you know, going, is, where is it? Yeah. In any, in any other country, <laughs> that wouldn't matter because you'd get a mail the week yeah. before and going, "Here's the gig." <laughs> but in Ireland, you just have to go. Let's wait and see. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I've had the opposite where I've called I've called people and said, like, you know, is that gig definitely on? They went, oh, no, no. <laughs> Do you know, like, where people just, they say the gig's on, but then they forget about it. Well, I got a thing when I was, uh, just before I came back from Australia um, in December, I got, a, um, I got a Facebook message from the lads in... Um, NCI, which is the college in uh, in the IFSC, National College of Ireland. Mm-hmm. I got Facebook them going, "Hey Andrew, just wondering, uh, any chance you could uh, book us some acts for uh, for this Monday?" And then I got like a Snapchat message <laughs> from someone else in the in the students' union going, "Hey Andrew, just checking, are you around on Monday? Any chance to do a comedy gig for us?" And then I was like, I was I was asleep. I was in Australia, so I was asleep at the time. Yeah. And I woke up and I was like, "Lads, I'm booked in." You booked me. <laughs> I'm doing it with Ryan Cullen. Like I was like, right, this yeah. is all confirmed and everything. And then yeah. they were tooling back and they were like, just wondering who was it who booked you? <laughs> I was no, like, why is this SU? Like yeah. it was properly just somebody had moved around and then they'd forgotten to pass on all the bookings and everything. And I was like, it's good to know it's across all boards. Like it's not just yeah. <laughs> the stand-up scene. It's everything in Ireland. That's how it works. It's yeah, kind of- yeah. It's pretty, pretty random. And so, how long did it? How long did it take you, maybe, to say I'm going to do this professionally? How did it? Um, so, so I was going for about maybe a year. Maybe were you working? At, you had a job. Yeah, I was a programmer at the time. I yeah, was a computer right. programmer. Mm. Um, and so I was going for about maybe a year, year and a half, mm. and then I I stopped for a bit, like for about six months. I didn't gig. Maybe it was it that long? Maybe four months, something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, just because I just wasn't. Enjoying it that much? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just wasn't really, wasn't really feeling. It. I wasn't getting bored, but I was like, maybe mm. you know, I wanted it all. Maybe so I just didn't feel like I was progressing or anything. Mm. But there's no, how can you progress back then with the scene that was there? There was a very yeah. small scene, you know. Um, and so then I stopped doing it. And then Eddie Nessens um, nice. rang me one day, and he was like, "What's? Why aren't you doing shows?" And I was like. Uh, Oh, I just, you know, I'm not really... And he's like, no, that is ridiculous. Really? And he, like, properly persuaded me to do a gig the next night or something like that. He was like, no, you just, I want, you come in, you do that gig, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, fair enough. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah, it was properly. Like, I'm sure I, I may have gone back to it. I, I would have gone mm, back to it, of course, mm. eventually. But this was a proper, like... It was like a, no, you're not going to waste this. Like, that kind of thing. That kind yeah. of, like... Eddie was really... He would have been somebody who I would have looked up to quite a bit back then. Um as somebody who was in the circuit. He knew 
all the ins and outs. He was actually, he was the middle act. He was the middle act. Um, the John Moynes night. Oh, really? He was, yeah. the, he was the middle well, act on. Was, yeah, he was yeah. doing his, um, what's the routine I remember? Um, the Bob Dylan reading serial. Oh right, yeah, and he used to do a few weathermen. I don't, I don't yeah, he did that as well. Yeah, so and because he was like, I guess he was known for Fair City. He was on Fair City back then. Oh, he, was a, he played that character, a doctor. <laughs> he was a doctor who he was, was a, a rapist. He was a rapist. Yes, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. 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 Um, so he was known from that. So I guess he. he he would have been somebody who I was like, this guy knows the ins That's and outs. That's a really good uh, career move if you're doing stand-up. Play a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he would get heckled at it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He'd, be like, he'd be like Joffrey doing uh, stand-up now after Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so it was kind of, I think it was about, well, it would have been four years. I'm full-time 14 years this month. Right, okay. So, yeah, so four years and I got, I got like offered redundancy. Um, oh, yeah, I got job. that. Oh, sorry, no, I didn't. I got offered... Uh, Sorry, I was on the dole, <laughs> and uh, I got offered this thing where you you could go start your own business. Oh, like uh, and they yeah, pay yeah. you uh, gradually, gradually diminishes down. Diminishes yeah, down I think they still do that. It's like a two year thing, two or Something three like years yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the uh, so yeah, so I got that redundancy, and then the first month that I was full time, I had two gigs. Like that's how yeah. that's how little there was around then, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. but I'd done by that stage. I'd kind of. I'd gone to had I gone to Edinburgh. I don't know if I'd I don't know if I'd performed at Edinburgh. I think I might have gone over and done a few little five yeah. tens or something like that. Um and then the job I was in, they were so accommodating to me. So the year the two thousand three maybe, um, I like worked every bank holiday, took all my sick days and all my holidays in one go and went to London for three months. Oh really? And it was paid because it was like yeah, the, the, yeah. like the days in lieu and everything. So I had three months in London where I did Everything like, like I just did every spots yeah just everything. oh my god it was insane I yeah. lived in King's Cross uh, with a Swedish girl and a German guy who were just there for the summer as well um, and I just did everything yeah did wow. all the like kind of you know all the mirth control gigs all the like that's that open mic circuit is a beast on its own you know yeah. what I mean it's a it, there's so many little circuits it's really weird like yeah. it's a really weird thing to be in um, but I remember like it was the it was the What's the name of the Laughing Horse? Those are the big guys. Those are as in yeah. on the open mic circuit. Those are the like they were the ones who had, you know, ten gigs a night running at any given time. You know what right. I mean? And what kind of gig? Little pubs, I suppose. It was like it was rooms. the it was the first time somebody it's the first time I saw somebody eating dinner while I was doing stand up. <laughs> yeah. Guy eating a steak. There was a guy eating a steak. I remember and I was looking at him going, What's happening here? Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's people getting served like their pie and mash. It's well, I was saying, it's like every little. I did some gigs are mental. I did a gig in a rest, like in London, uh, uh, but also London's so big, you know, it's like yep. you're traveling for well, an hour. A super city, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like ten million population. It's insane. But you know I mean? it's so you could travel on train for an hour to a gig where you're in. I, I was in, for example, one place was just a roped off part of a restaurant of a pizza restaurant. Yeah. So I mean, there's people just there, the other side of that rope. Who aren't at the gig <laughs> <laughs> eating their pizza, <laughs> but they can hear everything. Because there's and, a lot of uh, that's the thing. There's a lot of, or there was then. I'm sure there is now. There's a lot of free in gigs. Uh, all those open yeah. mic ones. Most of them are free in. I remember doing. I remember doing one. This was like the it's the smallest audience I've ever played to. Yeah. Um, so there was four people in the gig. Uh, three. So it was a, a guy, a girl, and a guy, and then a guy on his own. That was the front row. And then 12 comics, something like that. Something insane about the comics. <laughs> right, yeah. And right before I went on, the girl felt unwell 
and so the guy who was with her left, but the other guy stayed. No, really? So yeah. then the front row was two guys who don't know each other. <laughs> and that yeah, was it. Yeah. That was it. And it was like, it was just such a weird, but all the comics were like, yeah, you do the gig. You got to do the gig. Do, do the, the gig. Because it's yeah. all about stage time. You know, it was all a proper stage yeah, time. Yeah, stage time. I, yeah, I've done those where you're just standing on an upturned crate and stuff yeah. like that. And the six people. I actually did. Do you remember I used to do a river dance routine yeah, yeah. with flipper? Like I'd drop my pants and I'd have like. Is the Freddie tight, Mercury thing? Tights on. Oh yeah, that was part of it. But then sometimes I just if yeah. Uh, but anyway, what I I did this in a little pub in London. It was terrible because there was only about four people watching, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just literally standing beside the bar doing. You, this. you didn't even look like a comedian. You just no, looked like some guy like just got mental. Because yeah. <laughs> I remember uh, back then, uh, like like Time Out was the bible. Then you know what I mean. The the Time yeah. Out magazine because obviously yeah. you know there's no social media or anything like that. Yeah. So you'd, you'd you'd literally. Open up timeout and just ring everybody, like right, in that, okay. or email everybody in that. Uh, yeah. But there was, I think I remember, I remember counting it one time, and there was something like 150 gigs in London that one week. Wow, you know what I mean? Like that's how many, that's how much stuff was going on. Mm. You know, mm. um, so yeah, it was kind of, it's it, it it's weird. I think like that that London open mic. There's people who've been doing that open mic circuit for 10, 15 years and just haven't not, progressed. Not progressed. Yeah. But, They'll still get the stage time, you know. Jenny Mac, <laughs> it's depressing, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Oh, man. But there's like there's open mic legends now. You know what I mean? There's people who are like known on that circuit and everything. You're like, oh, you never want to be that guy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's people who've literally been there. Like, I guess there would have been. What's the name of the guy? Um, Coleman Higgins. Oh, right. he was legendary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a few actually. Because uh, when I ran the Thursday night. Uh, there'd be guys, uh, and they were all guys actually, uh, who you'd go, please uh, let this be your last gig. <laughs> and they would be the first person the next day to ring you, go, when can I get my next gig? <laughs> and there'd be people like Colin McDonald, and you'd be going, why the feck isn't Colin ringing me? And I can't even get him. <laughs> like, really good acts would never call you back because well, they're lazy feckers. You well, know Coleman, I mean? like, because he'd been, he'd already been doing. Uh, the, like those open mic spots for years before I started. Yeah. Um, and then PJ, when PJ briefly ran the cellar yeah. uh, for like six months, PJ gave him a paid gig. Oh, really? PJ paid him, yeah, yeah. And then, he, and then he never got in touch again. I was like, that's amazing. Like, <laughs> Did he not? He, did, he didn't do it again, yeah, yeah. That was it. That had ruined his, his career because he goal. got paid. <laughs> <laughs> he got one Went straight to his head. Went straight to his head. Just retired. Uh, <laughs> retired uh, at the top. Yeah, PJ gave him like a paid 15 minutes. <laughs> that's class. <laughs> I met him. I met him out uh, doing the kids' gig uh, that your brother runs, Mark runs, yeah. out in uh, out in uh, Phoenix Park. Uh, Col- oh, Coleman right. was out there with oh, his wife and his kids. And, oh, like, okay. He's just this normal guy, like he's a dad. And because I just remembered him as being this really mad, for, really. Right. And, and, but but you know, like, you know who loves um, Coleman stuff is Kevin Gildee. All right, Kevin Gildee. Yeah. Like the car journeys I've had with Kevin, where he just will recite his jokes. Yeah. All right, they're really? Just, they're great gags. Like yeah. proper, proper gags. Yeah. Like the sleeping bag one. Sleeping bag, woke up, yeah. <laughs> just an ordinary <laughs> bag. Just an ordinary bag. <laughs> but there's loads of, like, I always, uh, I remember uh, gags from guys who, like, do you remember Bob Riley? Bob Riley? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bob Riley had one gag I'll always remember. It's like, um, it was Star Trek. He says, you either love it or you hate it. I think it's okay. You know, <laughs> I just love that gag, you know. So silly. I love and, a silly uh, joke. Uh, Peter Cadence, I always uh, remember his gigs. Uh, gags. 
like Peter Keating was the poet guy. No, Peter Keating's is the guy uh, who he had an American accent. Yeah, he's still around. Like he's not doing comedy. He's yeah. a, he's a lawyer, I think, or a solicitor or something. Yeah, because I think but, uh, I think he did the seller only a couple of years ago. He came oh, in. Really? And, he came in and did, did a bit. Yeah, oh, yeah, really? yeah. Because yeah. who was it? Talks was... a bit like Kermit the Frog. He talks yeah. like that. You it know. Was... Somebody, yeah. so one of the lads, like one of the the old school guys, was like, "Oh, he's going to come in and do some stuff." And I was like, "Okay, yeah. no way, man." Yeah, I think he did like ten minutes drinking red wine. That's, oh that's, yeah, that'd be yeah, him. There yeah. you go. Yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds out of my head for some reason. <laughs> oh man, he had that. He's this gag. Like, uh, do you remember the ZZ Top song? Uh, uh, where did she go? She's got legs and she knows how to use them. Yeah. That was the line of the song. He goes, he goes. Some of the young people and. To him, ZZ Top were like a young person's band. That's how fucking right. he is. <laughs> <laughs> They've got low expectations. Like, take that ZZ Top, uh, their song where they say she's got legs and she knows how to use them. The ability to walk is a must. <laughs> <laughs> I still love that guy. <laughs> I, think, I think every comic probably has like, no matter what level you're at, if, uh. you're, if you do comedy regularly, every comic has at least one joke. That's like really good. Yeah, uh, like a one-liner joke. Because it's yeah. got to keep you coming back. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be yeah. something that gets you that laugh. Yeah. That you go, I can do this again. You know what I mean? Otherwise, yeah. you're just delusional. <laughs> yeah, right. Or, or like your opening line. I mean, I, always, I do have one opening line that I've been using for fucking years. I know how old it is because it's two Is this the one kids. about your kid? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to think of a new one. <laughs> you gotta have another kid. I don't know for some reason. Uh, uh, I want to have a laugh in ten seconds, and then I can relax. Oh, I think you. I think you that's know. a. That's yeah. I think mine is like a. I do a. How are we all doing? And no matter what the response is, I have a stock line, which is like, yeah, oh great, with something stupid like about the response. I think you have to get something in the first fifteen seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, I, have, first I have seriously screwed up gigs by saying something stupid at, just when I came on stage. Straight away. Something that I ad-libbed and I thought, but a little bit aggressive or insulting. And it's really hard to get them back. Totally. Especially if they're very first Immediately they think, this guy's a dick. <laughs> I mean, and, they're uh, right. Uh, but they don't need to know that. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can be a dick in the dressing room. <laughs> What was the cause what was mm. the circuit like the the, the 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 Irish circuit the Dublin scene back kind of in the mid nineties and that you started you started around I started 19- at the same time as the the like Ireland Barry Murphy and yeah. Kevin yeah was it well, more like, wild there was the, well look there was only one gig <laughs> that was in the international on yeah. a Wednesday, on a Wednesday right and um, uh. There was a lot, like, when I was, I was in a band before that, and I was hanging around with Paul and stuff, Paul Tylak. And then when we started going to the cellar, there was a lot more drinking than I was used to before. Like, I remember, like, we, we did a course for a while, we did improv course, and, you know, going to the pub in the afternoon wasn't something I had ever done before, but Barry Murphy and those <laughs> lads loved doing it. Ardle, not so much, Ardle would sneak off. Because I guess... I guess and, uh, you you forget, don't you, that like it was three or four students looking for a place to do comedy, yeah, and hang out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and all the audience were students from 
Uh, at the beginning, they were definitely all like because all those lads went to DCU, yeah, and there was a lot of DCU students. There, okay, you kind of knew them there, but there were mainly students as well. Uh, or, uh, but was it Wilder? I think you got for a while it was because uh, uh, we would get drunk and go down to this wine bar and then start ripping each other apart. Like, <laughs> but let me, Kevin Galee and Barry Murphy were are, are kings of that. Yeah. Just. Uh, oh, Barry, yeah. Your set is shit. Just straight in there. Well, I remember you know, like, I, was doing, I, I was doing Cavanaugh's in Port Leash one time, and it was yeah. me, um, James Goldsbury, and mm. Barry Murphy. And then afterwards, I was like slagging off James at the bar. Like, we were all drinking after, like, it was like after I was drinking or whatever. Mm. And I was like slagging off James, and everything, just because I'd had a good gig, and I was like this little cocky upstart, you know, and Barry's just like, you don't even have a joke. That's all. You, you just charm. Mm. What is that? That's mm. all you have. He goes, tell me one joke. And I was like, I don't really do jokes. He goes, exactly. So leave James alone. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cutting. It was so like right in the half. Like just yeah. going, your set is nothing. And he was properly going, he's a comedy writer. He's a comedian. What are you? You're just... You're just a twinkle in your eye. That's all you are. I was like, oh my uh, God. Yeah, yeah. Barry's the... Uh, he could... Put, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Destroy you with one sentence, yeah. I mean, there was a bit of that, and I did f- have a fight with Kevin Gillespie, a physical fight. An <laughs> actual fight? Yeah, but that was over in London, actually. I was staying with him, and... Uh, uh, will I say what happened? Well, basically, <laughs> we sat in and got drunk with cans of beer. I don't know if we were playing cards or something, but uh, he was going out with Sue Collins at the time, but she was back in Dublin. Okay. And uh, I know I said, like, is it tough, like, being here? And he's going, yeah, I miss her, you know, you know. And then I just said, Asher, she's probably all right. She's probably shagging some other fellow. <laughs> and as a joke, but he just <laughs> lost, the- lost the plot. We <laughs> had a stupid fight in his living room. <laughs> like, and... Um, like it wasn't that ground. It wasn't like punches or I kind of was like wrestling or something. Anyway, yeah, just, and, like, uh, just a roll on the ground. But uh, but the now I was wearing a, a blazer type jacket, right? And um, the next day, I anyway, I got up hungover, got on a plane, um, flew back to Ireland, and I got home. And with the jacket I was wearing because of the fight, it was ripped right up the back, right up to the collar. So it was just two halves of a jacket attached at the collar, and I like been. <laughs> Come all the way through London and up on the plane and everything with this jacket on, just totally hung over, you know. Oh you? my but god! Because <laughs> it wouldn't even. I guess in that type of situation, were you talking when you left? Or was yeah, it still... I think we were all right. Okay, I think we were all okay. Because yeah. I guess you, you don't even think about it. back then. It would have been like you might not have talked to him for three months. Oh yeah, well, like it's not like there's no we, mobile phones. Or there's anything. no mobile. <laughs> yeah, so I probably didn't see him for a while, but I didn't get the impression that he was gonna. I know. I know. He he gave me some cassette tapes and stuff. <laughs> Because stuff like back then, I always uh, like, because like, you know the hassle of like when you're doing festivals and things like that now, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? When you've got to get like a poster design in by email and you've got to do all these things. Yeah. I, it blows my mind to even think of the admin in stand-up. Oh, yeah. In the 80s yeah. and 90s. Yeah, yeah. Like, like when you'd have to physically send a photo. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think for like that kind of shit. I know you drop in physical photos to, in in Dublin was the magazine... Uh, yeah, physical foe, but I, like it's bizarre. If you were like gone out of your house and uh, for the whole day, you'd miss any calls, you yeah. know, 
so I remember my cat knocked knocked the uh, phone off the hook one time. So you couldn't even leave messages on my answering machine. So I didn't give for Christmas. And so I lost <laughs> I lost a voiceover for it. Oh, really? Because of my fucking cat. I mean, isn't that isn't like, that that's bizarre? Crazy. And also like. Uh, uh, Faxing scripts into RTE, and then they'd <laughs> ring you and say, "Yeah, could you change this? Change that?" And then you'd, you'd type it out again. Then you'd go over to a shop and fax it. Isn't it fucking? Mental? That's mad. Yeah. So like, agents, I guess, would have been way more important back then. Yeah. Oh yeah. To always yeah, have yeah, an agent. Yeah. An agent, uh, of course, would always have a phone and open. PR, like you couldn't do your own PR. This the PR person was a god. Yeah, back then they <laughs> yeah. were the influencers of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. It's, it's, it is crazy. Now I have to say. And uh, social media, as far as people bitching and stuff. I mean, I think uh, uh, there's a lot of things have happened in, in, in comedy in the last year and a half. And I think some of it is to do with social media is that people... Like, if I I was angry when I was in my 20s about if someone else got a kick and I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd bitch about them in the pub. Uh but God knows if I had social media, what the fuck would I be saying about people? Do you know what I mean? I'd yeah, you going, definitely have to like. You de- yeah, <laughs> he's no good. Uh, tagging, you know. tagging Sue Collins. Yeah, <laughs> what do you have to say? You know, so so I uh, I understand how it can happen, but at the same time, I don't understand if if it's accidental. I can understand if it happens. I don't understand constant. For example, I'm gonna run something by it. if somebody does something you don't agree with on stage. Yeah. Why not just say it to them instead of waiting until you get home and then going such and such a person? Oh, online. Yeah, online. Yeah, I would never. It it's one of those things where, like, it's kind of. I don't think I would ever post something like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, a status or anything. Um, directly attacking someone. It's such a weird thing to do. Yeah. You know, but yeah, definitely. I think or, I've always thought that. Or even get involved in a. Uh, if someone else has directly attacked someone on. Getting involved in the comments, pointless. Your day's gone. <laughs> Your day's gone. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. If you get involved, you're like, well, that's yeah. the day done now. Yeah. I'm not getting anything productive done today. No. I'm just going through this quagmire of just stuff. There's just going to be comments and replies. Yeah. It, there's definitely, there's, there's, there's a few comics who put up statuses purely to like to wind people up. Or to get, and you're just like, what's going on? You know, yeah. read a book. Yeah, I just I go I I don't comprehend I can't comprehend it. You know what I mean? It's uh, I mean it's not just to do like for example I put up a video about uh, that that girl who's in um, Israel who Palestinian girl she slapped an, an Israeli soldier and it uh, I don't know if you heard about it. no her. oh it she became a bit of a hero and those okay. videos yeah uh, she's younger she's sixteen and there was a whole thing that she was going to be arrested and in prison and she's 16 anyway I put a video up about that and uh, uh, of course somebody some guy goes well done Joe for uh, whatever being sucked in by the terrorist Palestinian terrorist propaganda blah 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 you know whatever and if you want the real facts look at it leaves a link you know blah blah blah. I looked at the link and went that's bullshit and you know what these guys they they, they could keep you there all day yeah and that's what that's their thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I nearly got sucked into that, and I went, <laughs> "Okay, just stand back here." This yeah, guy. it's kind of it's one of those things where it's like everybody always wants the last word. Yeah, that's what that's all online is—just people getting the last word. Yeah, constantly. 
Yeah, but there's some people who have, who come up with so many facts. You go, if I have to argue with this guy, I'm going to have to go on Wikipedia. Go on. I'll have to go to, yeah, I know, yeah. Going to go to college, <laughs> study international <laughs> political relations. I know, yeah. Specialising. I mean, they could be talking complete shite, yeah, but yeah. it would take me ages to get. To- and also, you can find facts for anything online. Well, you know that's I mean? it, yeah. It's insane. Like, you could properly yeah, go, yeah, yeah. yeah, but the, like, football's my favourite. Like, uh, the amount of people I wind up in WhatsApp groups with yeah. stats and facts. You just mm-hmm. go, yeah, but if you look at this, 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 and you're like, you can prove anything <laughs> with different stats to yeah. for any point at all in sports. And I think it's like, mm. you definitely see people do that online all the time. Just getting, it's just, they're fun. That's all they want to do. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if, that, if that's, that's what entertains them. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's. A, 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 I definitely... I wonder, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if, if you could log the amount of hours people waste. Man, it's, it's I, I'm trying to turn over a new leaf now and uh, say if I put something on Instagram, just put it on and don't check the likes. Because <laughs> it's sad. It's so sad that I'm checking how many people like my photograph. It is, yeah, yeah. And I like, Fuck. I think it's, it's some, you know what it is? It's just another skill set. Yeah. Some people are good at it. Some people aren't. Some people are good at social media. Yeah, they know what to put up. They know exactly, you know, their uh, their target market, their demographic, um, their yeah. hashtags. <laughs> you know, yeah. Some people are good at it, and I'm not one of those but people. I think there, there's a du- like there's a double edged sword because you, you're uh, it is a PR tool that you can use as a comedian as your professional thing. Mm-hmm. So you kind of need to be there, don't you? Yeah, I, yeah I Instagram, so, yeah. Facebook. Twitter, maybe you know. Yeah, I think those are the three. Instagram, um, especially at the moment, is yeah. like the main one right now. But the same, so but you have to differentiate that between your personal life, right? I think. Oh yeah, I think like it's a long time since I've like posted a thing on Facebook where it's like, "Hey, I'm just having a nice meal today." You know, it's always yeah. for comedy. That's all it's there for now. Yeah, yeah. You know? that's, uh, all, that's... all of those are. I think. I think maybe that's maybe you're right. Like that's the thing that maybe comedians don't realize sometimes is that it's like it is a business. Like everything you put up online is part of your business. Yeah. You know, and that's probably one of the biggest differences uh, from comedy in the mid 90s and that is that it's, it's not just stand up anymore. You know, everything is your brand. You know, everything yeah. is what you're selling, you know. Well, to- well, it's a good opportunity in a way in that you can do your own PR. Yeah. I mean, that is good. If you're good at it. <laughs> if you're good at it. Yeah, yeah. But it's bad in the sense that there's a place where you can just vent spleen, which is not a good thing. Yeah, I've definitely seen people going on for too long about certain things. You're just like, oh my God. Like, you're just, nobody's coming out of this well. No. And like, you know, I can, I kind of understand where it's coming from. Uh, when you're starting out in comedy, particularly, it's frustrating. You see people like me and yourself getting loads of gigs mm. and you go, they're shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm 100%. better than them. Oh, I've because I've thought that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at things and going, wait, how did they get that? That is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But of course, yeah, people would. I mean, there's always, it's kind of, it, it, it's it's very rare you'll find a comedian who's completely happy with their lot. You know oh, what I mean? No, not even the, <laughs> probably the biggest guys. Yeah, yeah. They're like probably the, looking at some other guy going, oh no. Well, it's like there's a guy um, in Australia who produces loads of shows in Australia, makes tons of money through all the festivals and still is like, yeah, but I can't get a paid gig in the stand. You're like, it doesn't matter. Really? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing literally 200 shows a month for three months. It doesn't yeah. matter. You don't have to do the stand, you know. But I think it's, I think it's probably good as well. It's like 
you're always trying to get something. You know what I mean? You're always because there's always gigs you can't get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to be uh, f- uh, part of it. Is not getting there. It's the struggle to get there. Yeah, the journey. That's a little bit of philosophy there. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> but there's like there's. I only I only just um, got into the comedy store. Really? Like, Did you in, get in there? In London, I, yeah. I, was, I was thinking of trying again. <laughs> well, that, even that's you see that's the thing. Like I did yeah. it. I did it years ago. Um, yeah. and got to like the paid tens, and then kind of dropped off their radar. And then by the time I went back. They were like, "Oh, you've got to do an open spot again." Yeah, and then I didn't do that. And then by the time I went back again, they were like, "Oh, now you've got to win a gong show to get an open spot." <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "I'm not flying over on a Monday, yeah, you know, on the off chance." So the gong show, uh, if people don't know, is like the audience can vote you off. Yeah, there's three red cards, and you've got to try and make it to five minutes. To five, wow! And so they were like, "Yeah, come over and win that, and then you'll get an open spot." And I was like, right. "That's not what. That's not. I'm not doing that." You know, and, what did and you then, do then, well, then just randomly, totally randomly, uh, this year at the or 2017 Fringe, uh, Don Ward was at the um, he was at an afternoon show I hosted. Wow! And then he just came up to me afterwards while I was out flyering, and it was one of those weird ones where I was like, I'd only got home at six a.m. Mm. I was like, oh, do I really want to do this gig? You know, it was a proper like. Where this was where at this the, was in Edinburgh. Edinburgh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually that afternoon show the, that Joss Jones runs. Oh yeah, um, okay. The showcase show. Yeah, okay. So it was, uh, yeah, I was hosting that, and uh, he came up afterwards. He was like, Andrew, haven't, we haven't had you down in a while. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think it's like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's how long it was. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then I went in, and then I was hosting, like, a, so I host the weekends now. Yeah. But it was properly just oh, that's totally, amazing, totally they, fluky. Yeah, you know, that's cool. um, Kind of thing where you're like, they still were like, but there's still clubs in London who, who go, I've got, to, I've got to see you do 10. And I'm like, but you, you do. It doesn't. Yeah, I think- sure. I would have to do because I, I did the the whole jongler scene and uh, then stopped doing it because I had enough work in Ireland. Yeah. And uh, I um, then it dipped off in Ireland, so I started trying to get back into the UK. And I had just two open spots. Yeah. You know? I had to do an open spot in the Glee, which I screwed up. I'd never done the Glee before, anyway. Because I wasn't used to doing five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was... It's a different skill set then, yeah. It's Um, kind of, it's... um, I think... I I, I was chatting to Elliot Steele, who's like a young... He's Mark Steele's son. Yeah. You know him? He's he's like a 21-year-old comic. um, I don't know. uh, So we were chatting about like... You know, because he's he's going through all these... To try and get these weekends and things like that. And I was like, the big thing is every promoter has their own system. And they think it's the right system. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody... Takes recommendations. They do, but a recommendation isn't going to get you a paid weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or sorry, a recommendation from another comic. You're still going to have to do whatever hoop jumping they want you I to mean, do. I mean, I've been headlining the stand for years and I'd still have to do an open spot in Glee or a comedy store. Yeah. Or whatever. It's yeah. it's strange. Yeah. It's yeah. such a, <laughs> it's such a, uh, like, untrustworthy <laughs> bunch <laughs> of uh, people. <laughs> All the yeah. bookers. Like, I think that's, because I guess, I guess, some people will go, oh yeah, just because you work in that club doesn't mean you'll work in this club. You know, I guess that's probably the logic behind it. Yeah. But it still makes no sense. In in Australia, um, the, the gigs I just did over there, it could not have been more opposite. It was properly like one club saw me do 10. Yeah. They booked me for a full week. Then they got in touch with another club in Brisbane. They booked me for a full week on the back of that one recommendation. Well. Two weeks beforehand, like uh, Lindsay Webb, is Australian comic, was like, "Oh, get in touch with this guy in New Zealand." I Facebooked him. An hour later, was booked in for a week. Like it was properly, 
yeah. recommendations work over there. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, it was, cool. It was so strange. Is it a big circuit over there, or is it? Um, I think it's. Is it big? Well, like, could you live in Australia and make a living? Yeah, yeah, I yeah? think so. Yeah, All it's. Right. I mean, Mel, Mel, the Melbourne scene was probably the best one. As yeah. in, there was a lot of gigs. You know what I mean? Right. It's still not huge, you know, mm. but there's like one huge room and then a number of small hundred seater kind of rooms. Uh, but I guess it's like, mm. it's like it's kind of like the UK in that mm-hmm. there's probably eight or nine big cities that have clubs. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, yeah, as long as you're okay. able and to go in there. you're going over there soon. Are you, are you doing a festival there? Yeah, so yeah, all the festivals yeah. start the end of January. Okay, yeah. Um, so Fringe World in Perth, uh, Adelaide Fringe, Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yeah. Um, so yeah, January 27th. And is this a show that you've done in Edinburgh or a show that you've uh, done anywhere else? It, it's a, so the mixture of shows. So I'm doing okay. like um, hosting a couple of, hosting like a show called British Invasion, right. hosting Best of Irish from the Irish Comedian of the Year competition. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So Lisa Casey won it. Oh, right. She's uh, gone over. So yeah, she's going great. Over, yeah. That's cool. Um, and then in Adelaide, I'm doing two weeks of a solo show as well. Yeah. And Melbourne doing the full month of a solo show. And so what's the solo show? Just, it's made up. It's all... Oh, is it? All interactive, yeah. yeah. So it's the yeah. same show I've done in Edinburgh for the last... Well, this year will be third year. Right. Um, and it's kind of... I remember Neil, Neil Delamere, about a week into... When I did it the first time, 2016, about a week in, Neil was like, oh, you're such a bastard. You can just you don't have to do this for 10 show. years. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of... The, the, I think the, the, the big difference between say my one and somebody else doing improv is the um, I have a comic who sits at the back of the room and draws the show oh, yeah. on a flip chart so yeah. because it's because it's different every night oh a, a comic like a, a comedian a, a comedian a comedian sits at the back draws the and uh, draws the show out so like documents the whole show on a flip chart and then I bring them up at the end and we go back through it yeah so it's kind of like it's kind of like just callbacks yeah essentially. yeah, yeah. Um, but like I forget so much because I talk to so many people in yeah. the hour I forget so many bits and pieces, you know, um, but it's just a nice, again, just a nice thing to wrap it all up at the end and a good ending because yeah. that, that's always the, the toughest part when you're doing a, a, a set completely made up is ending it. It's hard to... Yeah, right, yeah. Because the, the, there's go, no crescendo. We need a big end. You yeah. always want to leave it a big end. Yeah, yeah and that doesn't happen a lot <laughs> when, yeah. you're, when you're doing, just like if I'm doing 20 minutes and making it up, it kind of... Peter, Peter's out you, in the right way. You might words. have a crescendo at the wrong place. Could be a crescendo <laughs> at 11 minutes. You're yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. do you top that? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's kind of... Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's with, with the hour show, that's the that's kind of that's how it's ending. all wrapped up. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I mean, it's an interesting skill. I mean, I've started uh, doing 10 minutes without doing any material at the top of shows when I'm working with Patrick McDonald now, mm. which is a good discipline. And it's taken me ages to not rely on a, on a written gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the main thing, isn't it? Just to keep chatting, but not go to a well. I think the gag. I think the the thing is, and this sounds like such a silly thing to say. Um, the the key thing when you're doing audience work is that silence is okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's Takes a while to fine. get used to that. Oh, totally. You're I'm constantly looking for a laugh. I'm used to that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's silence, silence is fine. Or and another thing, a mistake I made a few times. I actually noticed you. You kind of taught me by watching you uh, not to do it is to, to ma- uh, I would make a gag a made up gag I, w- I would think is funny and leave a pause and there'd be no laugh and I'd look like an idiot but you, you like 
you don't know what's going to be funny when you're no. making stuff up. No, exactly. He's you just got to commit to it. I think that's yeah, the big thing. But just gotta... not wait for the laugh. Just no, keep going. Just keep talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. The yeah. laugh will come if it's there. Exactly, yeah. If it's funny, <laughs> you'll get... Like, actually, I think that's the big thing is when I'm doing uh, audience stuff, I'm very confident in my own ability mm. that I that in my head I'm like, oh, there will be there'll be a laugh soon. Yeah, yeah. you know, and then like ten minutes and you're like, oh, where is it? <laughs> you know, but right. I think it, yeah, I think I'm always going. Oh, th- I'm definitely going to get something eventually. Uh, yeah. there, was, there was one of my one of my shows in in Edinburgh twenty, I think it was 2016. Gareth, the guy who was drawing my show, Gareth Waugh, a Scottish comic, he came up to me after one of the shows. He was like 27, and I was like, what's 27? He goes. That's how many questions you asked that guy before you got a laugh. And I was Are like, that's serious? amazing. Really? He was like, you committed so hard. <laughs> and I was just, just question, 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 question. Yeah. And I was like, it was mental, of course. And I look back at it, I'm like, why would you ask that many questions? And he goes, oh, the laugh was huge when you got it. Of yeah. course. We were yeah. just, that's all it is. Just keep going. Yeah. You know, because I think, I think if you show any kind of uh, hesitancy, then they don't trust you. No, no. You know. Yeah, yeah. And the, the it, when it works, then it's amazing when the, you're on a surfing that wave where everything seems to be happening. That's what it and is. The yeah, audience yeah. or certain people give you stuff. Yeah, yeah. I it's think just brilliant. Well, that's the thing is, that it's like I mean, when when I did Wheelands last year, I was doing two nights in Wheelands, and the first after the end of the first night, the tech came up and he was like, oh, "How are you going to make them that mental tomorrow night?" And I was like, "They're always mental." You mm-hmm. know, people don't realize they are, but they're just every answer can be weird or might they might not think it's strange I think yeah. I think as well people people tend to tell me stuff audience wise yeah you know I mean? that I don't think maybe they tell other people or maybe like, like a trusting face or something like that right. I, was just, I, was the, I was in the Roche Dove one night and I went to this couple in the front I was like oh what's what's going on here he's together or not and the girl went we are together but only recently we broke up last year after he moved out of the house because he cheated on me with my best friend and I was like a what? No way! She told and the you comics, that. The guy was like, "Why would you say that?" And all the comics were like, "Why would she tell you that? That's, That's mental." <laughs> and even she was looking at me like, "I don't know why I said that." <laughs> so I guess that's one of the things is I'm always like encouraging people to say anything. That's amazing! <laughs> oh wow, wow! That's gold. That's the skill. That's my skill. I'm able to. Uh, yeah, I'd be good yeah. in like Guantanamo Bay. That's that's class. <laughs> and do you think that? Um, just, you know, I suppose with the, all the last year, there's a lot of uh, political correctness come to the fore. In a way, do you have to be careful about what you say now? Do you have to be like... You know what's funny is, because I always think it's like, it's it's stand-up so quick, you know what yeah. I mean? As in, if if something... Yeah, because you just... something doesn't get a laugh, it's gone. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's up to you to keep talking. Like we were just saying there, you keep talking... If it, if it doesn't get a laugh, it's gone from their brain. If it gets a laugh, great, you know. Mm. Um, but it's funny you should say that because recently I've noticed people coming up to me as they're walking out or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, that was great, that was great. Um, and then more than ever, people have gone, because, you know, like, it's so PC in a lot of clubs, and then you're saying that stuff. And I'm like, what am I saying? That's not, like, I don't think I'm saying anything offensive. Yeah. But obviously in their head, they're like, finally, somebody telling it like it is. I'm like, I don't think there's anything. Right. I, th- I think and, people uh, are reading into stuff maybe more yeah. than they were because they think everything's so PC. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I've i only come across it once myself. I was in Leeds last March doing a club. And uh, I did material about um, going to a strip 
I'm not saying I've never been to a strip club because you uh, see a good, there's good looking girls, but you can't talk to them or touch them. You know, it's a bit yeah. weird. It'd be like going to a restaurant and you, the chef just comes out and dances with the food. And then if you pay extra, you can go into a room and stare at dinner for half an hour. Right. Yeah. So this girl started getting very agitated and uh, she then started shouting sexist and all this like. And, uh, and then it became really weird because she was with some blokes who got involved and then I didn't realise I was uh, the next thing I was doing was going to be the lovely girls competition, like from Father Ted. But these people may haven't may not yeah. have seen Father Ted. And, gonna, and now we're going to have a lovely girls competition. And then they went fucking metal. It they thought it was for real. Like they're going, it's not the seventies. Oh my god! And there was a guy with dreadlocks, literally right up to my face. He wanted to, um, if if I'd raised an arm, he was going, he yeah, was yeah, going yeah. for it, you know. Um, but uh, that was bizarre. But it was just like they didn't ha- get catch get the irony or didn't even get what I was saying because it's not... Th- she was going, you're comparing women to food. And I go, well, yeah, I am, but that's not actually... I'm, I'm comparing them as in it'd be stupid if... Yeah, that's not exactly... That's what we're doing. Well, that's what... You compare things. That's yeah, what that's, that's what, that's comedy is. You yeah. compare one thing to another thing. And actually, it's funny. Yeah. I, I'd totally forgotten that the... I had a thing happen at Forbidden Fruit last year yeah. um, and it was right towards the end it was like just before I brought Pat McDonald on he was the last act of the whole weekend um, and something happened where a girl walked in girl walked in um, and she was wearing this top I'm trying to remember the exact story the girl walked in she was wearing just like the orange top or something and I was like oh how's it going and then another girl came in same top right Yeah. except she had bigger boobs so the top fit her better, right? And I was like, oh, look, she's wearing the same, I've got bigger boobs, right? And then some girl, you can't say that. You can't say, you can't comment on her boobs. And I was like, oh, I, I, she's okay with it. So it was, it's just a joke. It's all yeah. fine. And this is like, and so I'm trying to get back into it. And then she just kept shouting. You can't, you can't, why, you need to apologize to her. You need to, and I was like, but she's all right. Like, she's not getting, and I was like, are you okay? And she's like, you have one. I was like, thanks for the compliment. <laughs> like, it was all very, and then she came right down to the front and sat right in the front and was just constantly, sh- and Pat was just side side going, "What is happening here?" It was just so such a weird. It, there was no reason for her to get involved. Well, it's the worst thing is someone getting uh, annoyed on someone else's behalf. Yeah, it's not their. Yeah, and I think right like, to do that. I guess that's just a, it's a, I mean that that was the only one I can remember that it's um, that I've I've noticed it in yeah. a live scenario. I don't think it's happening in Ireland, but I think maybe. In the UK, it's far more. Yeah, probably, probably more yeah. prominent. Yeah. Well, like for years, actually, when we do the improv, we do an accent roller, and uh, so we get all the accents. An accent roller is where you get a load of accents, and then you're doing a scene, and you have to change accent quickly as you go along. And and when we get, we people say Indian accent. Yep, of course. And so we'll do an Indian accent, and we've all never thought it was offensive because we do all the accents. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do an Indian? You do a Chinese, you do Italian, you do French. Yeah. But the the uh, British uh, improvisers, they won't touch doing an Indian accent. Isn't that funny? So because I, I used to do yeah. a routine um, about China, where yeah. I would do a Chinese accent. Yeah. And people would be like, "You can't, you can't do China." And I was like, "Well, I do Australian, I yeah. do American, I do what? Why can't I do Chinese?" And if people properly, and again, it's getting offended on their behalf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, that's just the accent. That's the way it is. Yeah, I know. And it's kind of, uh, you would say it's offensive to leave someone out <laughs> in a way. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think yeah. actually Dez Dez got offended on behalf of uh, some Chinese people when he saw he saw me do it in China. Uh, he was like it was where he was working at the time. Dez, Bishop, right, yeah. Uh, when he was doing the TV show, and I remember him watching me and being like shaking his head like. Nah, come on, you can't. Right, yeah. I was like, you're not Chinese, Des. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a minefield. A minefield out there. A minefield. People so, don't know what they're getting into when they do stand-up. <laughs> no, it's unbelievable. Ah, the old days. You can say anything. <laughs> say, say what you want, not to be filmed. <laughs> you know, but the funny thing is, and I, I'm not being, uh, oh, um, what would I say? The old days were better. But what I'm saying, what, when the indie or what alternative comedy started, the whole idea is that you wouldn't be sexist, racist, or uh, and well, you wouldn't take the piss out of people with disabilities, right? Yeah. So it it is weird that it is weird then to feel that you are being called out on stuff. But I know things change, and you know whatever. Yeah. I'm not saying it'll be. It's all cyclical. We're all In about ten years. We'll be back slagging everybody off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too many snowflakes. Too many. Yeah, they call it too many <laughs> snowflakes. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to have a. Sorry, this, we used to do a joke. Me and most Paul Tyler did a joke where we go tired, lonely, depressed. Fuck off. <laughs> With fuck off airline. But anyway, you know. Um, you couldn't do that I now. Guess you couldn't do that now. Could no, you'd you? have to. You'd have to do that joke, and then at the end of it, hand out cards for Samaritans. <laughs> yeah. You have to go if you were offended if if this caused you upset. The thing about it is, people would people would definitely laugh at that now because they wouldn't be able to stop laughing. But then afterwards, they go, "Oh, that was very offensive." That was offensive. Can't do that because it's a shock at the beginning. And then. yeah. So anyway, um, but listen, I I think we've come to the end there. I don't know why I'm looking over at the screen as if it's going to tell me. It's good. To the end. It's a nice blue line. But. Uh, you, you're heading off. When are you heading off to? January 27th. I go off again. Uh, so the right. day after Australia Day. And you've been um, off for ages. Three months this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's a chunk of change um, for yeah Adelaide, Melbourne, um, Perth and New Zealand. All right, cool. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. Thanks very much. That yeah, should be good fun. Uh, and back and get the fringe ready again. It's kind of, it's, it's definitely. Are, are you doing Edinburgh French? Yeah, doing Edinburgh again. Oh, so I'm it's kind of. A, I'm going to do it this year. Where are you on? Stand? I'm, I haven't booked it yet. Should oh, I book okay. it? <laughs> you should book it soon. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah. <laughs> I will book a place. Yeah, well, PB, oh, well, the free fringe is the way to go now. I mean, that's what yeah, I've that's done what the last thinking. couple of years. Yeah, it's good fun. It's definitely not what it used to be. You know what I mean? It's like it used to be kind of looked down on, but it's. Yeah. Yeah, there's so many great venues over there now. Yeah, I did, I did one two years ago. I did a nice venue. Paul Curry was doing the same venue. Oh, the hive. Okay. Yeah, the yeah, hive. the caves. That was brilliant. It's great. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah, that whole area. But it's, so, it's that's run by good people as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, so I'm gonna try and get in there. Again. Okay, thanks a lot, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, that was a nice little chat when he... Yes. Well, I'm going to say uh, my gigs coming up are uh, all on my website, basically. If you want to check them out, they're on my website. www... Guess what? www.joerooneycomedian.com All my gigs are. But the ones coming up that I would... Uh, well, I'd like to plug. There's one in uh, Sean Oaks in Derry Bag in Donegal. And that is on the 17th of February... So that'll be uh, just if you're in Donegal, man, I'm near Derry Bag. That'd be a nice one because uh, it's I've gonna I'm gonna stay up there, but I believe it's very beautiful up there. And um, 
I'll go for a run up there. And I've just signed up to do the Connemarathon, Connemara Marathon, in on the 22nd of April. So that is, uh, uh, I've never done a marathon in my life. I've done 10Ks, I've run maybe 15, 16 kilometres in, in training, but I've never done anything near a marathon. So uh, I'm going to start training. Uh, I will start tomorrow, tomorrow because uh, I've got 12 weeks to get ready for that. Um, part of uh, kind of a, a, a programme of challenges I'm setting myself and then I'm done... On the on the ninth of February, I'm doing some uh, some ice this uh, uh, ice bath thing where you jump into a bath of ice. I'll tell you more about that later. But uh, and great uh, news, I'm doing some gigs in America. So uh, in in March, I'll be in Chicago, Chicago, uh, on the ninth of March in the Corb. Irish bar, of course. I'll be doing a gig on the 10th of March in Kansas City. Uh, I'll give more details of that later. Uh, not later. Just I'll put it on my website and I'll tweet about it and you can get me on Twitter, Joe Rooney one And I'll be doing one, I believe, in the Bronx in Keynes Bar on the 13th of March before I come back here back here and then do do more gigs in the Laughter Lounge and uh, in uh, the distil- what distillery Teeling's distillery on the 15th as well so uh, yeah that oh yeah that's all uh, that's all exciting uh, uh, news for you there uh, thank you to uh, Head Stuff uh, for uh, hosting this podcast and thank you to to uh, Daniel Rooney for the music for the podcast uh, I'll also be sticking up some uh, some sketches that I'm doing with Patrick McDonald. They'll be going up on YouTube and I'll put them on my Facebook page. You can get me on my Facebook page, Joe Rooney Comedians. Me follow me on that or any of that kind of thing and all. And uh, oh, that's all that I'll be uh, yeah coming up doing. Just doing that I'm coming up and doing coming up. So uh, thanks and uh, please get in touch if you enjoy the podcast and uh, if you see me around, uh, just say hello. And uh, yeah, thanks for subscribing. Um, thank you. And leave a, a, a review on iTunes with a five stars. Thanks very much. If you want me to write the review, just give it a shout and I'll write it for you. And then you can put it up. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Potterooney. See you next time. Tiddly poops. <laughs>
Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com.